like part of me feels like it's probably not good to be happy people are dead but and then i'm like but he was happy other people died and he's a bad person so in my opinion (laughs) so when when was that i don't i just know he said some shit about like he did some like AIDS thing where it was like, Haha, yeah, well, I remember AIDS. some of that. I don't know and if he that apologized was, for that, I guess. What, yeah, like the late 80s or 90s when there he, was the, the, the bigger deal. I think he did like a death track, which I had just heard about. Like I, that was something that wasn't that came obviously. Up after he, died. he did something about Kurt Cobain, about like Kurt Cobain being a waste of human debris or something, mm. which is fun. I mean, like, again, like, that's fine if you don't like Kurt Cobain, but that's like a fucked up thing to say when somebody's dead. Yeah, I, that's why. Like I, again, I say across the board, like I, I wouldn't uh, absolve him of those. Um, I guess that's statements what necessarily, but like I think it's me thinking that like I because I do think that that's a wrong thing to say. I right. I do think it is a, a generally in bad taste when people are kind of saying pretty mean spirited things about like his passing that I've seen like through tweets or whatever else. I think it's kind of bad, and uh, despite the fact that he has said some controversial or mean-spirited things himself i think that there was there's also a lot of evidence of other really good things he's done as well like he was actually a pretty charitable person from what i'd read and um right. had inspired a lot of people and so yeah, on. yeah i'm so sure forth. he's done so I'm sure he's done good from a certain perspective and i just i don't know some part of me is like is it okay to be uncharitable to someone who is uncharitable yeah well i think that there's a point where all right because I, I generally kind of re- re- fall back to the idea like don't speak ill of the dead and especially like right around their passing at the same time like i don't think you have to tiptoe around like their wrongdoing right so um i think it's it's okay to to still call him out on his past transgressions sure because i don't think that's the same thing as being like ha ha who's dead now uh you know (laughs) fucker bastard fucker whatever it would be like i think that that's that's in bad taste kind of almost no matter who you are. I think there's like a, a handful of people throughout human history that you can like, you can have that reaction to their death. And um, it would be like pretty widely accepted, right? Because sure. <laughs> I think you have to have done something pretty heinous to, to kind of like deserve or to, to merit that reaction. Like if you're thinking about like a, you know, a John Wayne Gacy. Sure. You know, he did, or obviously, you know, think about, the, you know hitler or um some of these are like just really heinous heinous human beings versus like oh this is a guy who said some mean things sometimes yeah i think that's my i don't know and it's like um like a different thought is like is it okay to be because like my personal opinion is that like he said a bunch of shit that i don't agree with and like said some stuff that i think is just flat out wrong uh what am i trying to say like i i I feel for his family and like the people who loved him or whatever Mm -hmm. on some level because it's like that sucks i mean you know he was i assume i assume a father and a grandfather maybe a grandfather i don't even know about his personal life but right so he has people that cares that care about him and that that you know have to deal with his death but at the same time like in a broader perspective like am i glad he's no longer on radio kind of (laughs) <laughs> and but i think that that's like, like that's know. a slightly different thing and then sure. to be fair like i would say um for those people who are truly concerned or really didn't like rush limbaugh's radio presence or what have you like he's already uh 
past the torch, so to speak. So it's not like you're getting rid of that. Well, exactly. That's the other thing. Yeah. You know, that, that element of talk radio or what have you, because you right now you have the Ben Shapiro's out there. You have the Steven Crowder's you have Alex Jones is still out. There. I mean, I don't, I think that these people are all, they kind of cater to slightly different things, but they're all conservative pundits. Sure. Right. Um, which is what but I don't Rush even Limbaugh think was. I would argue that even can, can, in comparison like rush was probably worse in my opinion than those dudes in terms of like the hyperbole and the like vitriol i guess like i feel like that maybe maybe not maybe crowder does i just don't know i I mean i've because like and you know maybe you have a different perspective or experience with it but i've actually listened i mean i've listened to a lot of all of those people except for alex jones yeah, like I have, I've the only thing I've ever seen of Alex Jones are clips that come on other people's show. Um, oh well, yes, Alex Jones, but I almost consider him a different. Well, that's I'm, I'm just saying as far as just being like a firebrand sure. kind of uh, on the more conservative side or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, like you know, I've so I've listened to like my fair share of all those people, and I think that they say things that well. I generally speaking, I think Ben Shapiro is like just the most reasonable kind of person. Like if you actually listen to it, you can disagree with stuff he says, but I don't think he's ever saying anything that is um, really controversial. (laughs) Um, Whereas I think Crowder will say controversial things. And I think he's just wrong. I, I, you know, a a decent percentage of the time. And I would say that that may have been true of of Limbaugh as well. The most I listened to Limbaugh rush or whatever was, it was always with my, you know, my dad, whether it's in the car or, he would just listen to him like that was part of like his routine sure. and uh i would say personally there was a most of the time that i was ever listening to him I'm like yeah i don't disagree with that take i mean I, yeah. I understand that he had extreme takes and he did do controversial things where you're talking about like the aids tracker or he kind of made some really bad taste jokes about a the young woman something about I don't remember the. I don't remember her name or the the called her a slut or something. Well, like that the one you're talking about. Yeah, that was part of it. But it was just because she was making claims of wanting to have like her, like her birth control paid for. Then he basically said, "Well, I expect a, you know a free copy of the porn when it comes out or something along those yeah. lines." Um, you know, so and this is just me reading something that was posted sure. somewhere else. So like I didn't I didn't follow in that. So that was kind of maybe before I was following anything at all. Um. So, I mean, I just, you know, I see kind of both sides of it. I think that it's, it's, it's bad taste across the board for anyone to kind of uh, uh, revel in his, in his passing. Um, and there were even people that I remember saying this stuff. It was about a year ago when his diagnosis was announced. They're like, oh, serves him right. All that kind of crap. And um, it's like, well, that's like, I don't know. And then I, I just, I'm curious how many of these people who say any of these things about him have actually bothered to give him the time of day, right? Because there sure. is something to be said. And again, like that's not discounting. Like from what I understand, he has said things that are very disagreeable, <laughs> disagreeable, yeah. controversial, flat out wrong. Um, and so that doesn't take away from those statements. And as, you, as you've said, he's apologized for some of it. Um, and I've actually, I've, like, I think I we were just talking about him last week, I thought, or maybe it was a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Where so. um, he had... Uh, volunteered or asked to to go on to the breakfast club right with charlemagne the mm-hmm. god and trying to basically um extend an olive branch like hey like you know obviously there's a there's a take where um you know like they're, within the african-american community or black communities they don't see like white conservatives as you know um 
you know, friendlies or whatever. And she was like, Hey, like I, I consider myself a friend. I want to kind of get a better idea of this. And he went on the show and I thought he was, um, to, and again, maybe this is my bias showing, but he seemed like the good guy in that interaction where he wasn't, he was maybe a little more on the defense and just trying to be friendly, trying to understand. Whereas at least the Charlemagne himself, I think the other two hosts were a little bit kinder, but was being more aggressive towards him and whatnot. So it's like, I don't know if that was all, cause this was after his diagnosis and everything. So mm. maybe it was a point of him kind of like seeing the, uh, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel um, yeah. for lack of Coming a better around. reference. It's like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, I know I've, I've done some things that have been questionable throughout my life. Sure. Um, and, and maybe there, there is a point where within my last, my, my remaining time here, I can make efforts to, to, uh, you know, move towards healing. Right. Of, of mm. my, more than my, like my, like I'm done. Right. Like he's like, sure. maybe Rush is like, I'm, I know I'm not long for this world. So let me just try to make some efforts here to, to, to start this process. And I think that that's, probably mostly discounted by his his opponents or the people who maybe don't know him very well and, I, and i'm not even a, like again like i don't i never went out of my way to listen to the guy right um i'd listen to him again like so with my father and like i, I went out on my way to listen to that particular episode because i just thought that that was an interesting you know sure. kind of uh, take to, idea or whatever yeah like oh that's my, that might be an interesting conversation i'm curious how that went um so i don't yeah. know i mean i, I think it's it would uh, just across the board, I think it's just generally in bad taste to say these sort of things about people who are going through a tough time. Um, and then like there, there was kind of funny just going uh, or, or piggybacking on that as there's been a lot of that as well, uh, based on obviously the events here in Texas over the last week, where oh, like yeah. you see all this stuff on um, on Twitter, Instagram or whatever, where like, oh, like the people are saying like, oh, that's what you get, Texas, for being Republicans. <laughs> like there's a lot, a lot of that, like it's going across well, yeah. like Twitter or Instagram or social media or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's like a pretty horrible, like just take on stuff. Um, I mean, it is kind of funny, but so I feel, yeah. Uh, so it's like, well, that's like, you know, uh, and it, it's, uh, and the thing is like, I've been seeing those defended or, reposted or from like my more liberal friends or acquaintances here it's like hey like um yeah this is like a red state but it's this there's a plenty of progressive people that live there and i think they even made the comparison like more people and this is maybe based on population stuff or whatever i don't um i'm trying to think about what it may have been but like more people in texas voted for joe biden than i think they compared it to new york so that uh, doesn't, which actually that does make sense because I think Texas is the second most populous state. So that's still very, very possible, right? Even though it became, it's it still, you know, uh, sure. went to Trump. It's like more people live here <laughs> that voted for Joe Biden than people that live in New York. Yeah. Um, well, so I, wonder... I just think that like, that's just sort of like, a, it's an interesting disconnect thing where people, again, they obviously, it's, we talked about this in the past where people want to categorize things and vilify across the board without looking at, at everything else. And I think that this is uh, just as true, although I, I would say from a lesser extent, like from say Texans or other people towards like California, when we may kind of sure. maybe make fun of California. Although I think from my perspective, and I think I've said that too many times at this point, it's repeating that phrase, I hit, hit the nail on the head. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> uh, you have people that are like, oh, like I feel sorry for people in California. It's not so much blaming Californians, right? Uh, although there yeah. is there is some of that, right? So, well, you keep yeah. on voting these guys in, but at the same time, right. there is some truth to that. Versus with this Texas situation, for people who 
live here and if you kind of understand more of everything going on like this was like a pretty freak incident um sure. this is this is not something that happens here <laughs> um, well how often does it get to the, i don't know like is it how uncommon is snow in texas it's very uncommon for most of the state in, in north texas they get a little bit every year like yeah. just in, the, in like the pan i think it's referred to as the panhandle right so the northern part of it they get a little bit i think every year um where i live like you get it you get a little bit like since i've lived here it's snowed maybe three times mm -hmm. i've been here for about 10 years and each time in the past that it's done that like it literally like it snows overnight and it, by the time it's say if you're leaving your house at 9 a.m it's mostly gone right gotcha. because it's like that's just it doesn't stay cold for that long <laughs> the precipitation doesn't happen in that that way so this was like a pretty unprecedented you know meteorolo meteorological event that happened mm -hmm. here um now that doesn't discount some uh, missteps or errors as far as like how the the electrical grid itself was set up beforehand although you right. can understand like the way it was done it's like well yeah this doesn't happen here we didn't think we had to weatherize it or winterize or whatever you want to call it in whatever way because it that doesn't happen in texas like it's a very very uncommon thing now there's a point where you want to say like yeah hey, you should be ready for anything right um but you do kind of want to you would probably still follow the the, the history of it and, and kind of think like yeah that just doesn't that doesn't really take place here we probably don't have to worry about it um yeah but i know, guess obviously... i would fall on the prepare side i'd say well yes i, I probably I, should have prepared i think ultimately i think generally speaking that is true right yeah. um but you just i i don't necessarily blame texas for not doing it because that's just it's such an uncommon thing um, that it's like, oh yeah, it makes sense. Like if you don't have to do it and it's going to cost, you know, this might've been a cost cutting measure. I don't know the history of the implementation with the grid or how it all works, or I don't even know hundred percent what went wrong with it other than like the surging of it. I know that, mm -hmm. um, and this is one thing I just I had just sort of figured as I was, as this was about to ramp up actually didn't happen yet. Right. And this was actually confirmed by some legislator people, um, after the fact is that it's usually around this time of year that uh the grid goes under like its annual maintenance so that was part of it as well as like things were shut down for maintenance in the mm. sense that like yeah this is the time of year where it's actually usually the most undertaxed. so it's gotcha. like oh well we'll we'll do our our standard maintenance stuff here we can shut certain things down because we aren't having to worry about firing up you know millions of ac units across the state which is a much bigger issue um and that's the thing that I, th that's why I thought like some of what happened was curious because in the summertime, like, you know, electricity stuff is used at a, a, a phenomenal rate, right? Like people are just like, sort of cranking the AC all summer so it can stay nice inside. <laughs> right. That's a point where, because that is commonplace in Texas is they are more prepared for it for that. Like, so it's, yeah. Um, you know, so you can't necessarily forgive the lack of preparedness, but I do understand it. Sure. I mean, I think some of it is, I mean, I do understand it. I mean, I understand lack of preparedness a lot of ways. I think some of the irony is like that, like stuff like this might happen more frequently due to climate change. And then there's like, you know, sort of the whole climate change divide, which seems to be split between left and right, which is unfortunate. Um, maybe it's not as, um, black and white as I think it is, but it does feel like if you're a Republican, it's like, well, climate change isn't really that big of a deal. It's kind of the, 
the the mo or like eh, we'll 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 figure it out whatever um or it doesn't exist or it's chinese people who do it or if you're donald trump um but like the other thing is i think it didn't like ted cruz make fun of california for having energy problems i thought i saw that somewhere he did he did yeah, so like, there, like there was the the hypocrisy stuff there but again like the, the part of the uh the deal with the stuff in california is my understanding is that happens every summer so sure. it, it's not like it's a point where like, oh, like you're having these energy problems like every year, like what's the deal there, right? Uh -huh. Versus here in Texas, again, this was almost to this point, it's like a once in a lifetime weather event that, that, that shut the system down. It's kind of like, oh, shoot, like we didn't see that coming. It happened. Yeah. Right. Versus in California where it's like, well, they get kind of heat waves or it gets very, very warm, right. especially throughout Southern California every year. And, well, I mean, they, and they have yeah. rolling blackouts every summer. Um, I think so. I mean, it's other... like, you know, so, so I think it's not quite an apples to apples comparison, although there still is a huge, huge element of hypocrisy there. I will not uh, deny sure. that. And don't they want like disaster relief now, too? Uh, there has been some, uh, there, yeah, some calls or claims for disaster relief or, or what have you um, for the, uh, the events that have happened. I guess it's just the, the, yeah, it's like that kind of like, oh, federal government, please, we need your help. And again, like we should help Texas. I'm not against helping Texas, but like, because it seems like at least from an outsider's perspective, Texas's stance is always like, leave us alone. We don't need your help. We could secede if we wanted to, um, you know, we could be our own state actually. And, and the federal government just screws everything up. And then when, then when a large event happens, it's like, oh, actually we, we do want to be a part of the well, union and we do want some help. And... Yeah. The, the, a lot of that's, I mean, blusterous talk or whatever, where, <coughs> yeah. Um, Cause this, this is also not the first time that they've asked for federal aid. And we, well, get, no, right. yeah, we get hit like by hurricane. hurricanes all the time too. Right. So it's like, yeah, we right. get these hurricanes in it. Like Texas is still part of the United States, even right. though they have um, uh, decided to have their own integrated grid, which for sure. a lot of purposes, I mean, just because of the size of the state can kind of make sense. And for the most part, again, up until last week, right. it wasn't an issue, right? Yeah. So, um, and I don't know exactly how long it's been its own integrated grid, but just yeah, yeah. when you kind of make this like, yeah, for, like, for however long it's existed, like it hasn't been a major issue. We haven't needed the help um, on that side of it. Um, but with, you know, Texas, like any other state, when you do get hit by a natural disaster or an event that is kind of outside of your control, like that's what those the, where those systems, I think, where I think most Texans or most people would say, like, yeah, that's where the benefit of uh, United States yeah. is in handy, right? Where you do have so. the, the, the FEMA stuff where it's like, hey, like, let's help out our neighbors for this. Let's do this for that. Like, I know that, you know, a lot of that stuff has even kind of come up, uh, whatever, for Hurricane uh, Harvey that hit here a few years ago and Katrina and Louisiana, like there was, you know, you know, national support or at least a compassion for the, those, those winter storms and stuff that were hitting up in the Northeast a few years back or however long that was. And people are never like happy to hear about those fires in, in Northern California or in the Pacific yeah. Northwest. I know, I mean, and that, and that I know for me personally, like I have a lot of family up there. So it's kind of like, Oh, like uh, hopefully that, that is, you know, taken care of and no one gets hurt that I, you know, I don't want anyone to get hurt, but obviously you especially right. care about people that are your family that you know and love and you want them to be safe. Um, so uh, again, that's where it goes back to like our original point where like there is this weird like discompassion that, that and again, maybe it's, it's 
inflated or exaggerated based on what's showing up on Twitter or Instagram. But sure. I, I think it's it seems like it's at least to the point where it's bad enough where I have like liberal friends actually commenting on it like, hey, that's kind of messed up, guys. <laughs> like, stop being mean to us. Like, I, you know, we're on your side. We live here, too. Um, yeah. I mean, kind of stuff, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel that. I mean, I I have I, I mean, I haven't really paid that much attention. Other than I, I mean, I know vaguely that people are dunking on Texas. I knew about the Ted Cruz tweet stuff and his whole right issue which was stupid on his part. yes oh 100%. other paul other politicians have done that stuff too but um but uh yeah i mean i i could see that i i i wish more people would just be more compassionate in general um but yeah it does sort of become this like i guess what about ism game which is kind of what i'm doing with rush limbaugh and kind of what i'm doing with texas right now where it's like well, you got like these people said mean stuff then. So now we get to say mean stuff now, um, which is probably not a game that an- anyone should be playing. Sure. Well, really. I think that's the, the old um, I makes the or, whole world blind. Well, no, it's this was the old thing. Oh, my mother used to say, like, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So, like, at the very right. like, yeah, just keep like mum is the word. Just, just stay well, quiet, you know, at least as far as that. Sure. In, in the, the times of tragedy, right? Like, yeah, there's a certain sure. point where. Like, I, I think like, I, like anyone calling out Ted Cruz right now for what he did is that's completely appropriate. I don't think that's wrong. Like calling out sure. Ted Cruz, like he's a guy who is is like flying in the face of hypocrisy or whatever with what he had done or even and he has his own words, even if they the comments he made maybe about California were apt. It's kind of like, well, hey, hey, like you said this. Right. So I think it's a little bit different um on like that individual basis and especially when, when someone has just uh maybe screwed up that um you know colossally in the last right. like what three months right he's just kind of made misstep after misstep where it's just kind of like hey man like you are just you're not doing this right whatever it is you're trying to do you're not doing it right um and that's you know i think different than kind of like lumping people all in together because I know for myself, like I will uh, personally or individually, like, I, you know, you use the term dunking. I don't say I would talk about that way. Like when I talk about California uh, in a negative light, it's it's never really about like the people, right? Sure. And in fact, like I will, you know, readily admit, like I love the state. Like when I visit, like it's one, it was one of my favorite places going, growing up, visiting my family out there. I still love to visit out there. Um, but there does seem like there's a lot of reasons uh, to, to either move out or to re- um, avoid moving to the place, right? As far as like actual permanent residence, it's like, yeah, like there's just issues there that maybe long-term I understand, like I, I, that I personally don't want to deal with. And I understand why other people don't want to deal with. Um, so we'll see yeah. how all that shakes out. And like, you know, they'll make these claims. Uh, and I think some of the jokes there were about like Rogan moving, uh, Joe Rogan moving out to Texas. Like, oh, are you going to be coming back now? It's like, again, like this was like a, a very, it was an outlier event. Like this is not something that happens here all the time. So whether it's the snow, the cold, the lack of electricity or or energy or what have you, it was a freak incident. Um, And now there's a point if it becomes, if if a pattern insists, if they don't learn from this, right? Like if say going into the summer, if they don't be like, okay, um, we now know that this it's happened here. That means it can happen again. Like, let's make sure we, we do weatherize all of our energy producing places right we can't let these places uh the 
the windmills get fr frozen over. We can't let the nuclear thing get frozen over. We can't let our natural gas or coal facilities like because those were affect all of it was affected. All of the energy capacities, no matter how much if they want to blame it on green or clean or whatever, all of it was because they didn't expect a deep freeze to last more than 12 hours. Because yeah, because it doesn't happen here. Yeah. Um, so I guess, so, but that, that's the thing. If they don't learn from it and it's like, say, if this happens again next year, it's like, okay, Texas, like you, you, right. you had your warning shot, like, and it was a pretty rough one. Like people uh, were hurting, people had died. Um, and people are still hurting is my understanding. I, I, I happen to get very lucky with where I am. Uh, it did get, we got snow here, snow stuck on the ground for a few days. It was cold. Um, my neck of the woods never lost power. I never lost power here. Didn't have any rolling blackouts whatsoever. Uh, water wasn't an issue. I had water the whole time. I, I refrained from like using my hot water and stuff because I know that uses more energy. And we were kind of just told like, hey, if you're using more energy, that makes it harder for us to get it back to your neighbors. I'm like, okay, well, I'll keep the lights off. I'll, I'll just, I'm not going anywhere. I don't need to shower, I guess, for a couple of days. So I'll just avoid that and whatever else. But uh, so I got, I got pretty lucky. Um, most people I know, like the, with their power outages, they were relatively short term. Yeah. Um, so like, that's good. But there were people in certain parts of the state, uh, even on a very personal or individual level, because they don't know how to deal with the cold, because there's, there's that yeah. too. So like some of the things that they did in response to the power going out, it's actually what killed them. I don't know if anyone actually died of cold. I had, I'd have to look into the numbers or whatever, but it was people like trying to like, I know like carbon monoxide poisoning or whatever, because they were like sitting in their garage with their car on trying right. to keep warm and, be, and they didn't know, like when you're in the North where we grew up, like you kind of just know that's a thing not to do. Yeah. Um, and for anyone, I guess, if you've watched enough movies, like you actually know that that's a, a form of, you know, suicide that people will try too. like, Oh, let me just sit sure. in a, a closed garage that's sealed up tight. I'll just turn my car on and I'll just drift off. Um, so you get stuff like that. I think some, like, I don't know if any of them were like fire deaths because people were trying to like start fires inside to stay warm and places that, you know, it, like outside of a fireplace or, in a, you know, where they shouldn't have been doing it. Sure. Um, so like there's that too. So there's a point where like the state itself, like as infrastructurally, governmentally or whatever, they weren't quite prepared. And then people, like the people who live here, who've lived here all their lives, don't know how to deal with any of this stuff. Um, whereas like, I think like, I, despite the fact that I did get lucky, I think like if I didn't, like if it had, if I had had power out of it, I probably would have been uncomfortable, but fine. Yeah. Because like, oh, like I, I do have regular trips to go home. Like I have warm clothes. I know that it's just a matter of layering up and you can insulate like a single room and kind of, you know, get stuff going in that capacity or whatever else. But, um, that know-how comes from experience, you know, it's not something sure. that, if you're not dealing with it. So I don't know. It's um, I'm happy. I guess we're rounding the corner on it. I was happy to get like a week off of work, <laughs> and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So, but I know that like, I, so for me, it was, it was, it was fine, but I feel bad for, for anybody who was in really dire straits people. I know I, I did have some friends who were, have had like some of the plumbing issues. Um, and again, and that's like within the, like the state standards, I suppose, where, uh, when they're building the infrastructure for houses even right just so architectural stuff they probably never really thought about the insulation for pipes and how all of that yeah. works because I, I don't even really know how it works um i know that even back home 
we would have to like, I know, cover like the outside faucets in the winter and stuff like that to kind of keep pipes from freezing, um, you know, or whatever. But like, obviously it, it's, it's, it's regularly sub freezing temperatures in a good part of the country. And I'm sure that this happens to people because maybe whatever stuff that they did, but like, it's not like a, a, a widespread problem again, because people know themselves like, oh, this is how you, how you deal with it in the winter. Like, this is how you kind of like, yes, that I'm sure the infrastructure in Alaska or Montana or Minnesota, like, and how they even put the pipes in the ground in the first place is different, right? Because, sure. like, oh, well, we get snow here, we get permafrost, we get all that stuff. So um, we have to build differently. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, but it's, I know that, yeah, some of my friends are dealing with that and that's, that sucks. It's straight, it sucks for anybody who's dealing with stuff that it's completely out of hand. And, and that's, I guess that's true of, right? The forest fires or earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, right? When you have some of this stuff hits that you're not quite prepared for or is mostly out of your control, right? Maybe something, a better equation is something like the earthquakes or whatever. Cause it's like, eh, like within the hurricane thing, it's like, if, you know, you live on the coast where, you know, hurricanes hit a lot, like there is at least a little bit of like, you knew you were taking a risk in, in kind of living there or buying property in places there. Um, right. You can maybe make the same claims with earthquakes because there's only so many areas that are on fault lines or what have you. Um, even like, I don't know. So, you know, you yeah, these, I mean, these... I think, yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree with you broadly to, uh, to swing back to the, I, I think, yeah, people shouldn't say anything. <laughs> if they don't have anything nice to say. And maybe that's the problem with like Twitter or the ability to just sort of broadcast your thoughts to everyone at all times. Um, because I've had, you know, like I I'm trying to, I'm fairly certain Donald Trump made fun of California for forest fires. Like when they had forest fires and we're like, well, you guys don't do enough forestry or whatever the hell. I don't know what right. his exact criticism Yeah, was, he, he did have a, a claim. And from what I understand, like there, there was some merit to his claim, like in a sense, because they don't allow certain aspects of um, deforestation or whatever that sure. would have maybe not prevented, but may have lessened the extent of certain forest fires. Because there are places, even in like in Texas that do it, there are other places in the Northwest and even like, I think Alaska that do it because like, yeah, like, Sure, you to, but you like to, you need to clear this stuff out with some uh, regularity otherwise this i guess a... the question is is it appropriate to make political criticisms like that or not well again i i think so i'm not uh, like we were just saying about like the texas thing i think it's okay to criticize them for not being prepared but having like the understanding right so it's like, yeah like yeah you obviously looking forward sure. and again that's a point where if it becomes a pattern then the criticism is becomes even more apt right where it's okay like, hey, yeah. like you you've had this happen before and you didn't uh, make any changes you didn't remedy the deal and that goes back to the california thing where that is like an oh it's forest fire season like it literally right. happens every year uh, and the extent of it is is different right sometimes it's not so bad it's like oh it's just like this this hillside kind of got hit with some forest fires we were able to control it and no one was hurt um, yeah but it's I, I i and i don't again this is something i don't know anything about just like i don't know much about electrical grids i don't know much about plumbing or how all that's supposed to work like i don't know how much really can be done to to to, to lessen those things moving forward right it seems like uh there are places that do do it better like as far as other states but also they might not have the same you know climate around them that makes the the, the forest fighters as um you know sure uh, probable or whatever right so i know that california faces semi-regular droughts so they get pretty dry 
um, you know, uh, you know, regularly, annually, whatever you want to call it. Um, right. So I don't know what the, what's the difference there between, I, I think like, you know, Oregon and Washington are further, further up north. So maybe they just get enough precipitation where it's not as big of an issue throughout, right. You know, every year. And maybe, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't put it. I mean, I don't know. Cause on some level it's like, it probably is good to criticize states in the hopes that they have better responses in the future or like do what they can to mitigate those things. But like you said, who's to say how much they could actually even do for some of these things. There's not a lot you can do. I mean, like places that are prone to hurricanes, all you can do is leave. (laughs) Right. I mean, I'm sure there's like ways to like decrease flooding or, yeah, well, water removal, but even that's not yeah, going to like mitigate right. the. So, because I don't know how well those houses hold up, I haven't been back along the Gulf Coast in a while. But like, if you drive along the Gulf Coast, you see that houses are built different. They're all on stilts, sure. like no, nothing's yeah. like on the ground. Um, and I imagine that they're built in a way that um, that they're structurally sound. But like, you still have to leave, right? Like in a hurricane, it's like, okay. At least like when we come back, the place will still be here. Right. You know, um, so like that, that, like how you build things is different. Uh, again, like, so that's something that I hope for Texas, like in the future for any like new con- uh, construction or when they are doing their maintenance on the grid, if it's continuing now or whatever else, like, all right, well, we have to put different things in place now. Um, right. And if that would change in California, like as far as forest fires, so like, okay, well this, like, let's see what other States do well and see if we can replicate that at all. If that helps. Um, yeah. But I don't, but again, like, yeah, I, I can't make any claims here because I don't know anything about these these right. topics really other than what I right, do right, see right. on the news or whatever. And um, but it's it's more I, I do. I think criticism, especially constructive criticism, you can't discount like you want to have that. You want people to be like, hey, this is what you did, did wrong. And these are it's always I think criticism is always best when you can give solutions as well. Like, hey, like we sure. you guys did this wrong. If you don't want this to happen again. Try this. Um, and then if that, if, if it continue, the problem persists, then I think you can be a little bit more, um, flippant about it. I mean, I don't know if that's good still, like maybe that's not a bad, like a good attitude to have, but it's like, Hey, like we, there is the old, we told you so, right? Like yeah. hey, we, we told you so, like we told you this was going to happen or you knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I guess ultimately that, I guess I would argue that, yeah, probably the better move, uh, move would be to not be flippant. Yeah. Um, but it's always easier and more fun. <laughs> and I guess that's the problem is that sometimes it's just fun to like make fun of people that you don't like, or you think deserves it or deserve it, I should say. Um, which is something I think that I find in myself. That's not good, but I think, it, I think it's just common among everyone that we want, uh, you know, this, well, there's just, yeah, yeah, you just want to like the schadenfreude thing, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, you just find a little bit of pleasure in someone else's just like, you know, displeasure right. or discomfort or failures. Right. Um, and that, that there's a term for it for a reason, because right? Right. people do feel it. They, they think about it like, oh, like, look at um, my enemy or this person I don't like, and they're having a bad day. So poo poo on right. them, right? Isn't this hilarious? Yeah. Um, so like it's, and I, you know, I'm just as guilty of it as the next person, but I think there's a difference between feeling it and thinking it and then voicing it right like, sure. like so there is like there there's the extent of it i think for you and i like it's it's simple because we don't we aren't big social media folks wherever i guess we could say it all on here um but, we but even that is we're yeah. not here we're not we don't we don't have this um at the tips of our fi- like we aren't just 
right we have to weekly, look oh, so. like, like yeah we let's let's go get our stuff together and set it up here so we can have our our chat or video or our recorded sure. chat. so it's yeah it's not as simple as putting out a tweet or a post on facebook or yeah, instagram yeah. or whatever else it might be um so yeah um so we'll, we'll i'm curious how many people because that's one thing actually i've um i've been enjoying about the the ted cruz thing or whatever even about um like the general reaction like some of the stuff that people are saying about texas or whatever is that there's i think a bit of an eye-opening on both sides right where like some people like with a ted cruz thing say specifically is like oh i can't believe like ted cruz would would do this or he's such an idiot and it's kind of like yeah all these people are not great people like that's why they got into politics like just open your eyes to that like i think that's um, there's a lot of people who got into it for good reasons, but I don't think the ones that stick around are, they don't tend to be the best of the, the best of us, unfortunately. Uh, and then the same thing with the, um, on the other end, where some of the, again, like the my, more liberal friends or whatever, like they see some of the vitriol that kind of gets put out, um, the, the mindless or the, the, the careless vitriol, like, oh, like, let's just mm-hmm. say these mean things without thinking about who it's directed toward or like what, sure. what tragedy is actually happening here. And um, it's like, yeah, like this is this is what's sort of been going on in the world, seemingly for the last yeah. few, few years, right? And this goes, I think, this predates Trump, although it's all magnified during his his, sure. his um, presidency, where it's like, oh, like you can see these these politicians in in, in the in the greatest and the height of their hypocrisy, like you know, going against the grain, or they aren't really here to serve you. You can see the people, the public, like the general public, like saying these kind of horrible things about each other mm-hmm. right? and, and, and directing some of these mean tweets or whatever they, the joke is sure. or the, the Jimmy Kimmel mean tweets. They do be like, Oh, this is happening to everyday Americans too. They just, it's not specific, right? It's go, oh, it's, it's the libtards. It's the Texans. It's the, they're all Nazis. It's Californians. It's, you know, New Yorkers, whatever else it might be um, where people are directing this, this, uh, this negative energy. And like, that's what we need to be more, cognizant of like i was just thinking about it the other day going back to like if you can't say nothing else uh, something nice don't say anything at all it's like that just like i think that's just general good life advice to just you know be kind and if you can't be kind just don't be an asshole right, right. like which I, I i've heard i think someone else says something along those lines like if you if you can't do something nice just don't do something mean don't do something bad like at the very least be like a non-entity like that that mm-hmm. should be the worst you do is nothing right um, which you know can also have like negative effects either way for your own life but sure um, and i think that kind of ties back into my whole why i maybe am a little happy about rush Limbaugh, just because i feel like he feeds into that culture of dunking on your enemies and hyperbolizing yeah, like I, I the divide from, a little bit from what i understand of his his career he seemingly was one of the first like political pundits sure. to really do that um so he just definitely inspired i think and it, unfortunately it spread across the political spectrum where it's like yeah. it's not just a conservative thing anymore yeah. but he he was one of the first and he made it like i guess uh known that it was like oh this is possible you can just uh you can make a career out of just trash talking uh you know the uh the so you know quote unquote enemy right like oh we mm-hmm. can just trash talk these folks and now that has become like part of the industry, like just yeah. across the board, right? So it's like, yeah, that's a, I think a net negative. Um, I will not argue that. And I do hope that, um, 
you know, journalists or political commentators moving forward can can maybe like learn learn lessons from his his mistakes because I think even Rush by the time he, he was older sure. had sort of like learned like oh okay that was that was not a good take from me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah I think if so if you can recognize that um, he recognized the the ills of his ways then like hey like just take that all in stride right like, I I think I'd even you know followed um, or I read a, a, a good quote from someone the other day this might have been one of those old ancient philosophy philosophy quotes they got translated but it's like oh like smart people uh learn from other people's mistakes like average people learn from their own mistakes and then like you know the idiots uh don't make mistakes right in the sense that like they don't think they, they make gotcha. mistakes so they just kind of they repeat that cycle um so hopefully like there's people who can just kind of have open eyes ears minds hearts and look at you know, recent history, whether it's from the political commentary point of view or whatever, like, okay, these are the mistakes that guy made. These are the mistakes mm -hmm. these people made. Um, let's not do that. Right. Like, let's not follow, like, we can see the, uh, these are things we like that he did. Like, let's do that, but let's not repeat the nonsense, the, the, the vitriol, the negative, whatever it might be. And you hope that people take that. Now, I don't think necessarily they will. Right. <laughs> I think that Maybe a lot of people that are currently in action maybe i haven't quite seen that yet i think but i think there's people maybe moving forward that will yeah right, people who are starting up and like hey like it doesn't make sense to do all this 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 bad stuff and i know there's like a shock jock element that i think people are kind of over like i think in the age of you know howard stern or even rush limbaugh because i feel like they may have even come up around the same time as far as like their popularity um but there was a point where like that's what got ratings right is you you would say something just completely off the wall just to get attention. Um, and that's not even necessarily the whole deal, right? Because I even, you sure. know, from years of listening to or watching like old old Stern stuff, Howard Stern stuff, is a lot of his stuff was relatively benign, right? Like he would say and do a bunch of this just wild stuff on his, his show and he'd ask like really inappropriate questions. But other times to go, like he's just like a dude. Yeah, like yeah, just yeah. having conversations with people, you know. Yeah, the original Joe Rogan, really. Right. I mean, there was a lot of um, his show that was that, right? Because he would have interesting people on his show, and, they, yeah. and he would, you know, he would ask outlandish questions that he those people weren't going to get asked on, you know, Good Morning America or Larry King. But like otherwise, it was like, oh, this is an interesting conversation. It's not just like, oh, what movie do you have coming out? Like, oh, like what do you think of this boring topic? Like, yeah, you you get an interesting conversation out of it. But yeah. I mean, and I would, I don't know. I, I, I worry about, I mean, I, yeah, I have the same concerns. I mean, I, because like, <clears throat> if we think about even just the conservative sphere, um, cause I don't have, it's actually easier to, um, at least in my opinion, to kind of look at the numbers because most of these dudes are on YouTube. So you can just look at their subscribers. Like I'm pretty sure Steven Crowder is number one in terms of like online, conservative personality and i think you even said like he's one of the 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 lesser ones or the lesser in terms of like his intellectual um he seems more like a comedian yes and, and, and then i guess to defend him a little bit or to be fair is like he also that's what he claims to be it's like yeah this is this is a, a comedy show that talks about right. politics it's not a political show that happens to be like so he considers himself a comedian first but I think that's the problem. Um, and I actually think um, I would say I'd fault Jon Stewart for this one. I feel like that's a cop out, but I feel like that's a cop out Jon Stewart would use all the time. 
which is like, oh, we're just a com- we're a comedy show. We're a comedy show. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the, the difference in lied with um, and I could be wrong here, but like with the, the Crowder deal, is it one like he, there is no real claim of um, playing a character. Right. So it's not quite sure. the same as uh, John Stewart or like the Colbert report. Like he, he claims to be more like comedy show like he wants to be a version of um like the late late night like so jimmy kimmel or jay leno or whatever else where it's like well their their point of view or their opinion is their point of view or, or, or opinion like he doesn't make any bones about that he, he kind of boldly claims himself to be a conservative and doesn't denounce necessarily his mm-hmm. biases um but he he still considers his primary purpose is to entertain over inform yeah. If that's and, and and they don't do necessarily like news segments or, or news you know fake you know quote unquote news segments like the daily show would do like oh here's like our interview with this person or here's me presenting the news where they would do it in the more um probing or satirical way where the the crowder stuff and i don't know if you've watched or listened to much of his his work but it's kind of interesting like, that's just where i will kind of agree with you i don't i think it can be a cop-out because there's times where he gets very impassioned when he's talking about certain topics and it's obviously there's no humor at all involved right he'll kind yeah. of get up on his soapbox and he'll say certain things and make certain claims and he's very serious and you say he's not trying to be funny in those moments yeah. um so it's kind of like ah, well that that definitely takes away from your argument that this is a comedy show because this is not funny at all <laughs> right um you know so like, there's aspects to that yeah or even you know his his whole change my mind series i don't think is supposed to be funny no it's not yeah it's just like i'm dunking on college kids (laughs) yeah okay awesome dude um and but even him and i would just argue anyone who because some part of me is like i guess i'm not going to say that you shouldn't be allowed to be funny and political Mm mm-hmm and that can be entertaining and witty and whatever. Um, you know, if it agrees with me, obviously I enjoy that stuff. But it always just seems like a cop out to be like, oh, I, you know, I'm not, because I, I mean, and I'm not saying just Steven Crowder, but lefties do it too, where it's just like, you kind of, because you're comedy, like you don't have to be factual almost, or like when you get stuff wrong, like you're like, well, I'm just joking, bro. Or like, or when, you know, say you do, maybe go too far with your what seems to be a serious speech maybe you say something slightly offensive or say something that rubs people the wrong way and you're like oh i'm i'm just messing i feel like it's just yeah i I, don't know where i'm going with this i just hate that i hate that um, i i i I think i know what you're saying and i i I would tend to agree when that happens when they when they pull out the oh i'm a comedian card like in defense of um I guess like a controversial statement or something that was right. not meant to be comedic at the time. Right. And th- yeah. yeah, I think that this is something that's true more of like those late night style hosts, whatever. Yeah. And which again, those are kind of what Crowder maybe, um, uh, I mean, what did Colbert himself say? As? Uh, that was super offensive. <laughs> I think he actually apologized maybe, but he said like Donald Trump is Putin's cock holster or something. Which is like homophobic and like, I don't know, pretty hyperbolic. And again, like partially I don't, I don't, whatever. Part of me is like, I'm not going to woke scold anyone, but like, it seems like Stephen Colbert is sort of a woke scold. Right. But then to make that kind of a joke and then kind of like be like, oh, I'm just messing around. 
but it's okay to be homophobic toward Donald Trump because he, I don't like him. Right. Well, and and, and that, that's the, yeah, to the broader point that you and I have talked about from yeah. the get go, from whether it was episode one or anything else we've, we've referenced is there just seems to be so much hypocrisy where people will like, they'll, they'll kind of jump down your throat for one thing and then look the other way when they do it themselves or look the other way when like someone that they agree with does the same right. thing. Like, Oh, okay. Well, no, we aren't going to care that much because he's on our side. Right. Um, so it, it, from an outsider, anybody who's on the outside, you know, looking at it, it's like, what? Like these guys are all jerks. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like across the board. Right. Like, none of them are, are honest uh, agents, you know, in this little game that's being played or, or that it's unfolding in front of us. So it's, it's, it can be frustrating if you watch all of it, right? If you're only seeing certain things and you probably don't see the the hypocrisy happening, right? Um, right. Like I'm curious, like even like going back to like the Ted Cruz thing, like he had just literally a few months ago given the, the mayor of Austin a bunch of crap for doing the, he, I think he went to Cabo instead of Cancun. Yeah. Um, but it's like, dude, like you literally just called someone out for doing this. Uh, and obviously it's slightly different circumstances. And then like the... Um, you know, whatever else, but it's like, no, it's the same thing. Like you, you kind right. of abandoned your post, so to speak, to go on vacation when you either told people that they can't or that they literally can't. Can't. Um, although one thing I did kind of find curious, and again, this doesn't absolve Ted Cruz at all, but it's like, obviously like there was a flight full of people going to Cabo right. <laughs> or C C Cancun. So like other people well, sure, who had sure. the means just left, um, which well, doesn't, doesn't I... forgive him because like it's, in part his job to kind of do he's as a as a representative his his job is more relations with the federal government than stuff that's actually happening right uh day to day in texas anyway but is he was this like a a a trip like a school trip of some sort or is this just like a vacation no his excuse i haven't looked that much into it is oh. um because schools across the state got shut down for the full week According yeah. to him, like his, his daughters basically just asked if they could go somewhere else. Mm. And this, you know, that place ended up being Cancun. So like, yeah, sure. Like, we'll take you to a place that's not freezing right now. Um, so like in some capacity, like if that is in fact the case, like I think that it's possible and it seems almost most probable. It's like, oh, like we don't want to be here. Like our house, right. I think he'd even said, and I don't know the extent of the truth of it, like, oh, his house and stuff didn't have power or whatever. But if you... I don't necessarily blame anyone like, and this is not really true for him, but for almost anyone else, if you had the means to get out, to go somewhere more comfortable, like I don't blame you for doing that. Um, for him, it's different in the sense that he is a representative uh, yeah. of the state and there's things that he, um, even if like, you know, there's, he wouldn't have been as active in, in some of the stuff. It's like, Hey, especially there's probably stuff going on as far as you were talking about like Fred, federal aid and stuff. It's like, Oh, that's probably where you would come in a little bit. Although, again, the, the, the responsibilities, I, I probably have to kind of clean up my understanding of all the responsibilities for all the different political um, positions within the, 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 whether it's in state, federal, so on and so forth, like who's supposed to be doing what, right? Like I know right. that um, <clears throat> obviously like the governor should 100% be looking overall state stuff, individual mayors within there. I think when you have like representatives of your district. If you have state senators, like the people like, oh, this is our, our senator from our district who talks to the sure. governor for us. Okay, <clears throat> that all is within the state. And then you have like United States senators, United States congressmen and women. It's like, well, their job is more interacting with like the, the political body of your state in relation to the federal government. 
Sure. And in this instance, maybe there's only so much you can do. Again, that doesn't exactly mean that you should go on a vacation. No. <laughs> like, so. even if, even if, even if nothing, even if Ted Cruz li literally had nothing to do, like the optics are yes, so bad. More, exactly. It's like, it's like exactly. why would you ever make that decision? And like, even like you said, <clears throat> if he even just was like, oh, my wife and my kids are going to go to Cancun. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't think people would have. They probably there would be some people who still shit on it, you know, be like, yeah, "Oh, and you're rich, you get to leave." It, but if he would have at least stayed, I think he would have. Yeah, and that's where <laughs> like I don't understand like his his claims. And I know some people like family wise are just sort of different how they do things. Like some people don't like <laughs> their one, definitely don't want their kids to travel alone. Like that I understand, but from sure. as far as I know, like his wife went too. So like, well, why couldn't the wife just? take the kids if that was in fact the the claim or whatever um so like that, that that excuse that he had doesn't exactly bear weight like i don't know if maybe it's possible um and this is just something that's not being admitted or whatever that he was like oh well, actually like my wife and i had planned a trip to go right. to cancun during this time and then because school was out we decided to take the kids and it's like well we didn't cancel it because it's like well yeah like why not get out of town because it sucks here right now. Um, yeah. But uh, again, like the, the optics, you can't deny them. Um, they're just, they're, they're crap. And that's where, and again, and then it's even funnier or whatever, because he had called out the mayor of Austin. I think he'd said the same things or whatever about Gavin Newsom back over Thanksgiving or Christmas, whenever it was when he was doing his stuff at the French laundry and had like the big group dinner when he was telling the rest of the state to not do any of that stuff. Right. Um, so there is hypocrisy that's 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 present there, but uh yeah, yeah no, I think um I mean all of those people who did all that crap where they told people not to go anywhere and they did, and I think a good handful of them were Democrats. I mean, it was even the mayor the mayor of Denver did the same thing where he flew he told people to stay in for Thanksgiving and then he flew home to um see his families in some other state. Um it's all bad, but even I would, I would almost argue this is oh, now, now I'm just doing tit for tat. I, if I'm just being generous, I'd say it's all bad. It's all. Yes. Bad. Well, that, that's like, I, on that's... some level, I would say visiting your family is slightly more understandable than going to Cancun because it's cold. Um, but well, yeah, well, I think that's different but that, uh, to the, the two that I know that we're, we're getting more crap. We're, we're like Gavin Newsom where he like hosted a big dinner party. Like sure. again, when telling people not to, and then, the mayor of Austin, whose name I don't know, like he went to Cabo. So right. it's like that those are like along the the similar vein. Like if, if it was people sure. who did just like, oh, yes. Like, I think that people were trying to, I don't know if it was de Blasio or Cuomo or whatever. I think they did have like their grandparents or their parents like over for things. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not going to blame them for that because I would have done the same thing if like my parents or grandparents were willing to do it. Right. Sure. Whereas like the, like you have to make a bigger effort to go to like Cancun, to go to Cabo to like, Oh, like let's host this elaborate dinner party with a bunch of different people, sure. you know, and well, um, I so, think, like, those are slightly yeah. different things. At the same time, if it was Cuomo, like he's obviously in a different, uh, uh, you know, puddle himself or a mess that he's kind of trying to navigate from what I understand as well. So. Yeah. I mean, I think like, but, I mean, I don't know I, this whole, coronavirus response i mean we i think we talked about this but i feel like if if they would have phrased it differently like we recommend you don't see your family but like if you feel like it's important or you need to like kind of understand like i i don't know like i feel like it's 
I feel like, and maybe the problem is that it's, I mean, I can't think of a good way to phrase it, but I do think, like you said, like if your family's willing to take the risk and you have like older relatives, like it's kind of hard to be like, oh, just don't see them. Right. Just don't do it. When it's like, well, I don't really have that much time. And so you're asking me to like sacrifice something without really giving me, you know, I don't know. Yeah. A and lot of reason to. Yeah. So, I, and that's where I, you're right. I think if it was a matter of how it was phrased, if it was phrased much more as a recommendation, like, hey, like we don't advise you do these because it, it, right. it could potentially um, spread uh, not only to your loved ones, but like further beyond that. Um, but it's like, yeah, but we do understand this is a time for family. And if you guys just, if you just understand the risks going in, just, you know, be aware. Right. But that's, that's not how it was phrased. That's not how it no. was presented. Um, no, they just told everyone to, yeah, stay inside, or, you know, not, not see anyone. Yeah. But, yeah. But anyway, but anyway. Yep. 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 Well, I think mean, uh, we actually, we, I think we've gone just a little over an hour. So we just kind of want to at least wrap up. Sure. This talk here probably have to uh, cut up the front end a little bit, but we'll get it um, edited around there. But otherwise, uh, we'll we'll catch. Actually, I still need to even post last week, so I apologize for our maybe two listeners that didn't get last week's yet because nice. I'll, I'll just do a back to back posting. But uh, uh, we'll catch you guys on the flippity flop. All right, bye.